Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends and two self-published authors who took different paths in life, but kept in touch and kept on writing. My name is Sarah Gray and I chose a corporate career while Laura Catherine went full-on family. This is all about how we approach writing in our two different worlds, the struggles, the positives, and how we keep the writing flames alive. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Fancy seeing you here. Oh, do you come here often? <laughs> yes, I do actually. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. Hey, look, we're back for round two. Shame of pile of shame. Shame of pile? <laughs> <laughs> we pile are shamed of the pile. <laughs> it's pile, of pile. pile of shame number two. We recorded pile of shame one, what, like two weeks ago, a week ago or something yeah, like that? not long ago. And we were all like, no, nah, we got more stuff to talk about. We have so mm-hmm. many unfinished books on our pile of shame that we want to talk about more of them. And here we are. Yeah. So strap yourselves yeah. in. And, uh, yeah, no shame. No shame. Again. Even though we've called it pile of shame. Go <laughs> us. Pile of motivation. <laughs> pile of stuff we did just doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> That's right. Do you want to start? Have you got something? Sure. Picked? Sure. <laughs> so, You're so confident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of which one you never heard of. So okay. All right. This book is called Neutral for some reason. What a boring title, number one. Um, <laughs> but it has a title. to be fair I'm sure it's just a working title but this one is highly inspired by do you know the movie Gattaca with Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman of it I've never watched it the DNA thing and he's trying to he borrows somebody else's DNA to like be a super person so he can go to space this is a terrible um (laughs) describe a movie badly (laughs) description of yeah um, but it's really interesting and it's also very like probably like a little bit slow and stuff like that, but very beautiful um, about who you are. But anyway, this is totally inspired by that. I love that movie. They made us watch it at school and they made us watch it over and over again, which wasn't a problem because it was a really cool movie. <laughs> but I wrote this book a long time ago. This would have been just after my first novel when I was like, I don't know, 19, 20 or something like that. So Oof, ages ago. We're not too far into it. We're less than 10,000 words. But I think I've plotted, I must have plotted at some point in time, plotted a bit of it out. It's in a, like a normal world, so there's no fantasy, no sci-fi, None of that business. Mm. But I suppose it's like an alternate universe where they, and I'm sure we've all heard this before, they don't like strong emotions, so they want people to behave. It's one of those, I guess it's dystopia. (laughs) That's what it is. So uh, in an effort to kind of like um, subdue everybody's emotions, they have removed colour. So all you can have is like beige, white, gray so you can't have strong colors anymore okay 
can't wear them. You can't, they don't have them on the buildings. Um, it's like a really kind of like whitewashed world that just feels like it has lost all the colour. <laughs> and it follows uh, a woman who has lived in this world her whole life, so she knows nothing else. Um, and she's joined the police department um, as like a junior and Obviously, the police department is there to control people and make sure those colours do not slip out. Um, okay. And one, so it's so one day, she is. I mean, she doesn't like the police people around her because they're not particularly nice or good people, um, and they're very obsessed with. Uh, like controlling people and not letting them do what they want to do. But you also have to be kind of very neutral in your emotions as well. So everyone's a bit, you know, calm, beige, vague. Neutral, um, as the title suggests. Yes, neutral. Um, what a great title. Um, and one day she is out and about doing some police stuff. Um, I think she's like... Uh, like securing a location or something like that. And she sees something that she's never seen before. I think she's, um, you can tell that these uh, young people have come through and they're kind of like breaking some rules. So I think she gives chase to one of them um, and she almost catches him, but she doesn't. Mm. Uh, and what happens is she grabs his shirt and it kind of like, I don't know if the buttons pop open or there's another shirt underneath. Don't worry. This is very G rated. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got a really colorful t-shirt on underneath and she's never seen color before. So she has this wild reaction to like, um, she doesn't quite understand what she's seen. And the person's like trying to cover themselves up again. And then he gets away and she's like, what the hell just happened? Um, and then so she goes on this journey to find out who these, like, colour rebels are and um, finds them, obviously falls in love with one of them. But it's a bit awkward because now she wants to see all the colours, but she also works for the people who um, want colours to be destroyed forever. So um, I think I've written the ending and I think it's, like, a bit sort of vague and very Gattaca. Is there a happy ending? I don't know. It's like a vague <laughs> but that's, vagueness to it. Yeah, that remember, um, I don't know when it was, like 2010s, 2012s, dystopia books that mm. was very much um, inspired by this. But that is neutral. Interesting. Farewell, it's Colors. So <laughs> not a book I would read ever. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm definitely going to work on this one now. <laughs> I think it kind of falls in the line of, you know, there were some other ones where everybody's just trying to control people and trying. I'm trying to think of a different way that they would do that. Mm. Yeah. It's really so, interesting, but it's just totally not the kind of thing that I Is would. it? Is it? Because you said you wouldn't <laughs> read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You hadn't heard of that one, had you? No, I have not heard of that one. Yeah. I had to really think about that one. That All of those ideas were coming from the vault. <laughs> but, yeah, so what's your your first one? 
So I'm going to talk about, so when I had children, I decided writing was really difficult because I had babies and I'm like, I'm going to yeah. write a, a kid's book instead, like a, Ooh, yes. a, a like a chapter book, like skullduggery pleasant yep. kind of book. And I was going to write it about my kids. Like, oh my gosh. I've this, I vaguely remember this. I may have told you about it. Yes, like you did. Semi-recent. So um I get I don't know if I want to say my kids' names on the podcast. I don't know. You can anyway, just say story about kid my kid. So my daughter was the um I was wrote it one. one. Hmm? Your daughter's kid one? Yes, kid one. I wrote it when she when I was pregnant with my son and she was one. So I think I knew I was having a boy. I think I knew I was having a boy. I don't know. I may have started writing this when I knew I was pregnant and I didn't know what sex the baby was. Because <laughs> I think I started yeah. plotting it as just like sibling child involved. But it's about my yeah. daughter. And so it's and then it's also about like me and my husband and um my friend Lizzie and her husband and her kids, because she has kids who are yeah. the same age as my kids. And so it was basically about I was from a magical world where I was like a hero and I'd I'd done I'd saved the world at one point and then I married my husband who was a human and I went to go live in the human world and then I had my kids and then my yeah. kids find like a, an artifact or a mirror or something to the other world and they get sucked into it. So I think the first book is about my daughter and Lizzie's eldest daughter because at the time I was still pregnant and I didn't know what my kid my second child was like <laughs> so it was yeah. just an ambiguous second child um and yeah they get sucked into this mirror and then like she goes on this journey where she learns that like I was from this world and that she's also magical and like people are are basically fae and they have different powers and she and then I, I'm struggling to remember what like the main plot. What powers is. did you have? What powers did you give yourself? Let's see if I can see it in here. I had the power of precognition. Nice. And my daughter has the power to walk in people's memories. Jeez. Oh, and that was the other thing. So, um, my friend's husband, he was also from the other world, and he yep. was a dragon. Nice. Like, yes. Human dragon. And so he yep. came to, with me. He was my, like, protector. And then we both moved to the human world and married humans. So yeah. my daughter's friend, their kid, who goes with her, also finds out that she's part, like, magical as well. Oh, yeah. What what and powers she got? She's a dragon, so she's, like, elemental. So she was an earth dragon. Okay. Which I think I based Classic off of. Laura. I think I may have based off of my friend is Chinese and I think I may have based it off of Chinese birthdays. Like I yeah. think are connected to elements. Um, so I think they, they go, they get sucked in through a mirror and the mirror breaks. And so they've got to figure out a way to like fix it. And so they kind of oh, go no. on a journey to, to find their way home basically. And kind of yeah. learn about like the, the mission that I went on as a kid yeah, I honestly, I'm, I'm cool. trying to work it out. How far did you get through it? 
I wrote 6,000 words of it, apparently. Nice. Yep. Can I remember what I wrote? No. I also remember that I liked my daughter's friend's character so much that I plotted out a spin-off series about her, um, like her dragon line. But so yeah. like she was gonna have her own book as well. Yeah. And then I'd also planned a book for my son. But I can't remember. Like it was just gonna be like one of those book things that was like there's this world that exists and like like Narnia like, like they'd go back to the world and have an mm-hmm. adventure and I could write like a multiple series kind of thing. Yeah. Was the idea. Did you but ever yeah, plan to publish that, like, it or was it only ever for your kids? I was going to publish it because, yeah. like, why not? <laughs> Do you reckon you'll still keep going with it? I really want to write it, but it it's more of a, now that I've taken writing more seriously, it's more of a, it would just be for my kids. Like, if I wrote it, I would publish yeah. it. But, like, kids' books, you can't really, it's really hard yeah. to sell kids' books as an indie author. So if I wrote it, I don't think it would sell, which is why I don't feel the need to work on it because I want to work on things that are going to potentially generate money so I can be a full-time author. But I would love to write the book just to like even have a published copy to give my kids and be like, I wrote this book about you and you can read it when you're older and you know how to read. Yeah. Which would just be so cool. Like I love the idea and I'd plotted out like a bunch of it. Like it's completely plotted out and I was writing it. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. I think the reason I stopped writing it was because, like, I had another baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you had a lot going it. on at the time, eh? Yeah. It was, the idea, I think, for me was like, oh, I usually write books that are like 80,000 words or more. And I was like, I'm going to write mm-hmm. a short kid's book that won't, will be like, you know, 40,000 words, half the amount or whatever. Yeah. But it just didn't pan out. Because I, I do like writing kids, like, younger books. But I also, but... They just don't sell, so yeah, I'm gonna go for something older. But I do love the story, and I would really love to write it and give it to my kids. And yeah, maybe one day it's on the pile of shame until then. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Oh, what's your second one? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I'm looking back to my list. <laughs> It's hard to Hopefully I didn't do this one last time. This mm-hmm. one is called The Fear. So it actually has a title. This okay. one I wrote a long time ago and it's finished. Ooh, it's finished. It's, when I say finished, first draft finished. When you look at it, it is, you know, not <laughs> it's first draft. It's not publishable. Therefore, I've put it in the unfinished pile of shame. Um <laughs> But this one, I was living in the UK at the time and I just moved over there and I really didn't have a lot. Um, I don't think I had a job yet. And it was like middle of winter. It was miserable. Um, Like living in a small town, there just wasn't a lot to do. And so I based this story in that town Um. And I made a vampire story because vampires never die. I mean, their popularity never dies and they also never die. So My next one's going to be a vampire story too that I'm nice. going to talk about. <laughs> Hopefully they're not exactly the same plot. <laughs> that would be so um, awkward. No. Mine I tried to do like an adult one that's a bit more like grittier and like very self-important. 
and also a bit like poetic, like lots of like flowery stuff about the landscape and snow and etc. And it follows uh, a woman who I think would have been like 18, 19, like she's finished, she's graduated from high school and works in a supermarket um, and doesn't really know what she's going to do with her life. And there was this guy at school because all vampires go to school because not creepy at all. Um, <laughs> it's funny. That that she ends. had a total crush on like a, a, a you know, hot it's- bad boy type guy, but she never talked to him. She never spoke to him. She just had a massive crush on him. And one day he comes through her supermarket aisle. <laughs> yep. What happens? I can't remember. <laughs> they obviously talk to each other. Um, so I think it was a slightly more than a normal supermarket interaction, you know. Um, but she obviously knew who he was and he didn't know who she was. Um, and then I think probably because she got really flustered, he was like, what's going on here? Because he's a vampire. He can, you know, they're just all freaking knowing, aren't they? They can tell <laughs> when your heart's beating really fast. And he's like, um, yeah. So anyway, that's how they first meet. And unfortunately, he's not a good vampire. He's not one of them sparkly skinned, like hundred year old. <laughs> oh, well, was me. I've got so many morals type vampire. He's, he's morally a gray. Bad vampire. We like him all at morally gray. <laughs> he's not. He's just morally black, basically. Um, he is just morally black. <laughs> he's. I, you can't even use moral in the same sentence. Basically, he's just. He's a baddie, but um, he. So she finishes, uh, he goes away with his groceries. What did he buy? I do not know. What did vampires buy? You were so hung up on the groceries. Because I remember you could buy alcohol in the supermarket there um, (laughs) in the UK. So this is very UK days. And so he left. She finished her supermarket shift, which was at nighttime. So the supermarket closes and she starts to walk home. Um, Because I did a lot of walking home in the dark or in the snow, like probably shouldn't have been. But back then I was younger and I didn't have a car. So um, this is all very representative of that. (laughs) And so she goes, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) so she is walking home and it starts snowing um, and she gets attacked and doesn't know what's happened. And she wakes up in a field of snow basically covered in snow and then she wakes up and she's like um there's a bit of I think there's like blood on her neck or something like that and or on her clothes and she's like what the hell's happened um and then she goes home and obviously the vampire stuff starts to happen um because she's been bitten and she's turning into a vampire but she just doesn't know it and then mm. at some point she she works it out um and this guy turns up. I can't even remember what his name is. Let's see <laughs> if I can find it. Um, so he turns up and is kind of like, I-, I can help you. Like, I know what's happening to you. I can help you. Yeah. And being all nice. And she's like, fine. And obviously she likes him as well. So um, she's a bit enamored with him. And he's like, because... Um, like you're turning into vampire I'm a vampire let's let's hang out or whatever I'll help <laughs> let's you hang out. <laughs> um obviously he was the one that attacked her and turned her into vampire because he'd he was just interested in he's a um, having her around and 
didn't really think about the fact that she has a family. She had like a brother and parents um, that she still lived with. Into a vampire on a whim. Yeah, and so she couldn't go back home because she couldn't really control herself and didn't want to kill them. Um, So she ends up going with this guy to London and he has like a lair and it gets very dark um, and she kind of gets sucked into all this vampire stuff but doesn't enjoy it because it's too dark and he kind of controls everybody and he's not a nice person. Mm-hmm. So she's she ends up being like, you're not a nice person. I'm going to leave now, but they won't let her leave. And she ends up, I think, running to the top of a building she does something to him so that he's kind of slowed down and then she jumps off the top of the building and into the Thames and basically they never they don't know where she's gone and so she starts living her life as a normal person vampire so she moves to like some other small town um and makes some friends and she obviously can only come out at night time um and he spends all of that time looking for her and eventually they do find each other but because he's um, spent so much time focused on her and he's been away from the vampires, he's kind of changed, his personality changes, I suppose, or who he is changes, um, and he becomes slightly better. And then um, he finds her and she's got this life going on and she doesn't want anything to do with him and he's kind of heartbroken then because, I mean, don't be evil, bro. <laughs> what can I say? Moral of the you story. Just can't have, you know, evil, bro. You can't force people to love you, and especially if you do lots of evil stuff, um, it's never going to happen. But the the novel co- like covers a huge passage of time. Mm. Um, so in that space of time, her parents um, and her brother both pass away from like I think it's like old age for the parents, and then I think the brother. Um, maybe dies of like cancer or something like that and she doesn't know because she she wants to stay away from them um but the vampire the evil vampire guy knows and so he goes to um he kind of like kidnaps her and takes her to this uh funeral as in like I can't remember if it's a funeral or if she's like just saying goodbye to him before he he does die Hmm. I mean dark times mate and then they kind of like get back together and then not together together like they are sort of in each other's circles and then everybody else comes after him because they don't like that he's left so now he's kind of on her side and I can't remember how it ends I think he might die spoiler alert this will never be (laughs) published I'm pretty sure he dies uh to save her because I think they get tied up in the sunlight and he somehow like sacrifices himself to save her Hmm. but yeah vampires it's it's a very problematic story (laughs) oh yeah the relationship is um interesting yeah it's supposed to like track him becoming a a good person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. again it's not great that he can only become a good person from a from her. Yeah. But listen, those were the times back then. Okay. I wrote to specifications of uh yeah, society and you know. Oh my gosh. Well, it was my- a I was it was trying to do like maybe more horror stuff rather than like a romance. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> my um, Beat that. vampire novel is um, a lot different. It's one that is I actually it? want to finish. It was going to be a trilogy and now it is a duology. I've written, well, I have to bring it up. I've written quite a bit of it. Um, it's called Bloodbound and it's about, it's about a world where vampirism is a virus. You've, yeah. I think you've, I've told you about this one before. So basically like in the past, vampirism became a virus and so whenever so a bunch of people got turned into vampires because they got the virus and it's passed on by biting someone so as soon as a vampire bites you you get the virus and you become a vampire and as mm-hmm. time went on that became a problem for vampires because they couldn't drink blood without turning the person that they were drinking and so they were running out of yep. a food supply so yep. it's set in the the future where the vampires are in control and basically humans donate blood to get money so that they can live. So every, every day, they like every couple of days, they've got a day where they have to go into a facility, donate blood for the vampires and they'll get given credits for food is the oh. kind of situation that's going on. Yeah. So that the vampires can keep feeding, but, and there's basically a rule that like vampires aren't allowed to turn anyone anymore because they'll run out of food and, then everyone will die. Yeah. Um, Sensible. <laughs> so it's about a set of twins. It's focused on one twin. I think I was decided to write it from both of their point of views, but originally it was from one. They were, Emma and Ella were the twins. So it's from Emma's point of view. And basically they're identical twins. And when they were in, when they were like, you know, 18 or whatever, a vampire, a crazed vampire basically broke into their house, killed their parents and bit her sister Ella. And so mm-hmm. as a like a compensation, it was like, oh, we'll take your sister in because she's been turned. <laughs> so they took her sister Why away. Why was problematic? <laughs> they took her sister away because she was going to become a vampire. And yeah. basically she gets taken away to and is like adopted by other vampires it's kind of like a vampire family like whoever you turn is in your family kind of thing so she gets adopted by this nice nice nicer vampire who also has another vampire child not a child an adult but a sire yeah 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 yeah. his name is gabriel um and he loves being a vampire and like whereas ella hates being a vampire and she hates that she's away from her sister and so it's about emma and it starts off like a year or a couple, a year or so after her family died, and her sister was turned, and she's basically in the mindset of like, my sister is dead. She got turned, and like, yeah. she doesn't even talk about the fact that her sister's a vampire. Like in her mind, her sister is dead because she Aww. hates vampires, and yeah. she's like going along her life. She's like very kind of traumatized about um, the whole experience, and she's like got a fear of vampires because of it. Um, she lives with like her friend Casey. And basically the story starts with, like, um, her and Casey go to, like, donate blood. And, like, she freak ev- Emma freaks out every time she has to donate blood because it's, like, a vampire scientist, like, taking the blood from her. And she, like, has yeah. panic attacks and stuff. And then she Ooh. she goes to leave and they're like, oh, Casey's already gone. And she's like, well, that's weird. She doesn't usually do that. And so she goes to look for her and she's just missing. Um. 
And so basically the story is that like there are humans who are who are kind of evolving, their blood is evolving that when vampires bite them, it makes them sick or kills them. And Casey is part of that. So the vampires are kind of discovering that some people are getting this anomaly in their blood and they're taking them out. So yeah. Um when Casey goes missing, Emma wants to find her because she doesn't want to lose another person in her life. And she ends up um joining like the underground human movement who are like trying to get rid of the vampires. Yeah. And so she at first she just thinks that the vampires have like taken Casey for some reason. So she goes with them to like break into the blood bank to like find her. And she basically mm-hmm. finds Casey's been killed, but they have like her blood and they realize that her blood is it could kill vampires basically. And so yeah. she kind of steals the blood and joins up with the the those people and she's kind of not sure what she wants to do. And then because she gets into trouble because of that, her sister Ella goes looking for her because she's kind of been watching over her all this time because she misses her and she mm. gets involved as well. And then there was something about because they were twins and one of them was a vampire and one of them wasn't, they could, like, use the blood to, like, work out a way to, I don't know, make it into, a like, a weapon, weapon item yeah. somehow because they they could yeah. see the differences in their blood and, like, isolate things. Yeah. Um originally the story had them like the the city was like a it and this was at a time where you know dystopian cities were like an enclosed city and the outside world was like completely ruined so the like first book was supposed to end with them leaving the city to go and find like a a, a scientist who would help them to make this virusy kind of thing yeah. and then um Ella goes with them because she wants to like protect her sister and then her brother her brother Gabriel also goes and then Gabriel's a love interest for Emma and there's like this all this drama about like who wants to be a vampire who doesn't want to be a vampire and what that all means yeah but then when I restructured it to be a duology I got rid of like the the travel-y kind of part and it was more focused on the sisters so in the the second version I wrote uh I plotted they would end up swapping places with each other because they needed to test both of their blood. They needed Ella for a while. So so Emma That's had cool. to go and pretend to be a vampire, like they were going to do something so that she would seem like a vampire and then Gabriel would was kind of in on it, helping her, and so she'd go and experience the vampire world for a little while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's more to it, but that's enough. It's... <laughs> Yeah, I, I like really those swaps, the, yeah, swapping people books and then somebody who is not part of that world has to pretend that they're part of that world. I love that stuff. So, yeah, and it's, like, got enemies to lovers romance with, like, Gabriel and Emma, him, like, loving being a vampire and her hating being a vampire with them attracted to each other. Yeah. And, yeah. I love it. And I, like, I still have it and I really want to finish it. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, how far through it are you? I well, I was looking for it and I totally forgot that I was looking for it. Hang on. I wrote a decent chunk. Like I think it's like at least 40 or 50,000 words of it that I'd done. Cuz I'd written pretty much a good chunk of the what was the first book. Yeah. Um what's this, this? Nope, it's not in that folder. Here we go. <clears throat> it is 47,000 words. 
Oh, wow. So I'd written like the whole first part to the point where they were like, they'd left the city and then I'd started, I wrote a, a written a bit while they were like traveling through the desert. In the original one, I think they traveled through the desert and they met like, you know, a couple who was like a vampire and a human who were like making their life work together kind of thing. Yeah. And they were like. That sounds like a cozy fantasy right there. (laughs) (laughs) And then like a vampire strike team goes after them as well in the original version. But, yeah, then I changed it to a duology and kind of wanted to focus it just in the city and more on like the sisters kind of thing. Yeah, very different, very different vampire styles. But honestly, vampires will have their turn and they will come around. So, you know. Oh, I can you see never okay. know if they'll will publish these books. I'll never publish mine. You never know. I think I will. So the first one was called Blood Sisters and the second book was going to be called Blood Bound and it, they were split into like two parts each and one was like like part one was like for Casey, part two for Ella, part one and two of the other books is like for Gabriel, for, um, for Emma. So it's yeah. I think it was kind of the journey of like, Emma is doing stuff for other people until she realizes to do stuff for herself. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Just looking at it, I'm like, I love that book. I want to finish that book. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like one you should probably finish. It's it's hard to like put down a book when I've, I've written so much of it. Like it's like, I oh, that's forty seven thousand words. I should finish that yeah. book. It's already forty seven thousand words in. Yeah. Add it to the but list. then sometimes you read it and then you're like, oh, okay, I need to do a lot of work to this. And yeah. then you're like, mm, I'm just going to, you know, sometimes it's easier to start with a new idea or like a very similar idea and just write with your current skills. Yeah. So I can never work out what to do, honestly. That's true. That's true. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think either of my books would get finished that we spoke about we only talked about two each I know <laughs> how many more have you got it's in so your, hard to um, stop talking about them yeah it's I really just, funny. I, yeah it's, I had like so many just looking through the list and was like there's too many to pick from and so many I want to like talk about we're gonna have to do like a part three and a part four <laughs> yeah but it's incredible how much how much you remember when you start talking about it right yeah and how I feel like it goes back get. to that you really you yeah, remember the question like, what... the other yeah podcast about how do you remember everything or like how do you not get confused about the words world's no idea but we we're recalling books from like a very long time ago ago over 10 years ago yeah so it's still in your memory fascinating (laughs) uh well thank you for listening to another episode of bound together if you like our podcast we'd love if you would leave us a review it really helps us to be seen by more people you can find mine and sarah's books at most online retailers if you look for laura catherine or sarah gray you can find us on instagram at laura catherine author or sarah gray write stuff and you can find me on tiktok at laura catherine author as well we want to thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time on bound together Bye. bye